This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Frozen Biscuit Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Join us each week as we dive into the latest Dallas Stars news. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Frozen Biscuit Show. And subscribe on all your major podcast platforms. Welcome to the Frozen Biscuit Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. And on today's episode, we are diving into the latest Dallas Stars news from around American Airlines Center. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Game Time. If you're looking for the best place to find tickets to your next Dallas Stars game, or any type of event, whether it's a show, concert, other sporting event, check out Game Time today. Use the link in the description and help support the show. And now on to today's first topic. Rup Hintz has signed an eight-year extension with the Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars general manager Jim Nill is a wizard at hammering out deals under the radar. Two days ago, it was announced Dallas Stars center Rup Hintz will not be leaving Dallas for a while. Nill signed Hintz to an eight-year extension worth $67.6 million through 2031. Can't believe it's that long. <laughs> this is what Nill said about the extension. And about the extension, announcing the extension. Quote, Rupe is a dynamic two-way centerman who has proven to be one of the best at his position in the NHL. He's developed into one of the most versatile players, making an impact on special teams and at even strength and can be counted on by our coaching staff in every situation. We are fortunate to have him in Victory Green for an additional eight years and look forward to his continued growth as a player. A lot of Stars fans were concerned that if he wasn't re-signed by the offseason, he was going to be out the door. Jim Neal offered him a very good extension, and I don't blame Hintz for signing it. So let's take a look at what this extension means for Dallas. Hintz will be making an average of $8.45 million a year, which is around the same as Myro is getting paid right now. It shows how much the Stars appreciate Hintz's contribution to the team. He also has a no-movement clause included that kicks in the 2024-25 season. Where do the Stars stand now for free agency? The Stars do have some more money left for free agency coming up in 2023. Some of that might be going to Joe Pavelski if he decides to stay with the Stars. If Joe decides that this is his last season with the Stars, the Stars have cheaper options that they can fill the roster with. Logan Stinkerman can take one of those roster spots and Maverick Bork can be prom- promoted from Cedar Park. If you were worried about Jason Robertson or Jake Odinger not being resigned, there is plenty of money for when they are due for an extension down the road. What matters now is for 
If you were looking to get a Rupin's jersey or shirt for Christmas, you can now ask for one. Let us know your thoughts on the ex extension in the comments section below. And as always, give us a thumbs up if you like our video. Or, to be fair, give us a thumbs down if you don't like our video. Subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification button to be notified of future video. And now on to the next topic. Jason Robertson is an early heart frontrunner. So let's talk about it. There are always the usual suspects when it comes to the Hart Trophy candidates. Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, etc., etc., etc. But every so often, new players arise and make a name for themselves. This season, Dallas Stars winger Jason Robertson has emerged as one of the league's best young wingers with 19 goals, 36 points, and 23 games to catapult himself into the early Hart conversation. Robertson is a second-round pick in the 2017 draft, not, is not having a random breakout year. He had 79 points a season ago and totaled 45 and 51 contests during the COVID-shortened 2020 campaign. Though it's still early in the season, let's look at why he's not just a Hart Trophy candidate, but why he may be the early front-runner as December begins. Before getting into Robertson's seasons, let's provide some context by looking at his 2021 campaign. Even on a team that plays a more defensive style of hockey under former head coach Rick Bowness, Robertson was still one of the best played driving wingers in the NHL. He finished with a 55.68 Corsi for percentage and 58.23 expected goal percentage at 5 on 5 among the top marks on the stars. When looking at his goals above replacement, which measures how many goals the player adds to his team relative to a replacement level player, Robertson finished with a GAR of 24.1 a season ago. That ranks sixth among all skaters, defensemen included. It shouldn't be a surprise he's turned into one of the best wingers in the league this season because the signs were all there in 2021. With that said, Robertson has taken his game to another level to start the new campaign. He's currently on pace for 67 goals and 128 points, and his impact at 5-on-5 five five has been nothing short of spectacular. Robertson, Robertson excuse me, leads the Stars with a 59.26 XG% percent and a 58.69 CF%, percent, and averages 3.48 points per 60 minutes, making him one of the top 5-on-5 five five scorers in the league. In terms of expected... GAR, only Eric Carlson has an x scar better than Robertson. He sits in a tie for second with McDavid at 12.1. That's how good he's been. While Robertson's shooting percentage of 19.6 is high, it appears he's just an elite scorer. He has a career shooting percentage of 17.2 and shot 18.6% a season ago. Perhaps he regresses from the 67 goal pace he's currently on, but he's still going to finish as one of the league's top goal scorers this season and should easily eclipse 50. The reason Robertson will likely still end up as one of the league's top scorers is that he's also a part of one of the best lines in the NHL. With Rue Pins, who, like we just discussed, signed a lucrative eight-year extension, and Joe Pavelski. The Stars have outscored teams 20-6 to with them on the ice and have controlled 60% of the expected goals. Robertson is that 
Schiff's main driver. Without him, it's unlikely the Stars could find another winger alongside Hintz and Pavelski to produce the same results. Plus, it's not just Robertson's offensive game that makes him such an elite talent, as he's also one of the best defensive forwards in the game. He's been the Stars' best shots pressing forward, both in quantity and quality. Dallas is giving up just 2.26 expected goals per 60 with him on the ice this season, ranked first on the team. Part of that is because the puck is always in the offensive zone when he's on the ice. But as they say, the best defense is a good offense. Still, they really get hemmed in their own zone when Robertson is on the ice. So, why is Robertson early heart frontrunner? When thinking of an early heart trophy frontrunner heading into December, you'd likely be inclined to choose McDavid. He leads the league in scoring, and picking him to win the heart in any year is always a wise decision. The same is true for Kucherov, who apologies for saying his name wrong, who's off to a very strong start this season. But when looking at how they produce at 5-on-5, five five, Robertson may have the edge at this point. McDavid has had a fascinating start to the season. He's on pace for 63 goals and 145 points. But though he leads the league in scoring, only 20 of his 39 points have come at 5-on-5. Five five. His 5-on-5 five five scoring rate of 1.86 points per 60 ranks 130th among forwards. Robertson's 5-on-5 scoring rate ranks in the top 10, and his impact at the game state has been much greater than McDavid so far. McDavid is playing quite well at 5-on-5, so I'd expect his scoring at that game state to pick up as the season continues. But for now, Robertson has been slightly better than him. As As for Kucherov, the gap between him and Robertson isn't significant either. He has 10 goals and 35 points in 22 games making him the Tampa Bay Lightning's leading scorer and putting him in on pace for 37 goals and 130 points. His 5-on-5 scoring rate ranks in the top 50 of the league among forwards, and he's been an elite player, play driver, at 5-on-5, as he usually is. Kucherov and McDavid will be frontrunners for the Hart Trophy too, but the thing is, barring an injury, Robertson isn't going to slow down anytime soon. The Stars are one of the top teams in a weak Western Conference and he's part of the best line combos in the NHL. He has a track record of sustained excellence in his young career so far, and he's going to remain in a fight with McDavid, Pucherov, and other contenders as the season progresses. Robertson is one of the best playing play driving forwards in the league, something you don't always see in a winger. He's a legitimate early heart trophy candidate through the first 20 to 25 games of the season, and it's not crazy to say he may be the front runner through the first quarter mark. The Stars have a real bargain on their hands, considering they re-signed him to a four-year contract at a cap hit of $7.75 million just before the season started. Something general manager Jim Neal should be thanking his lucky Stars for. And when all is said and done, don't be surprised if Robertson takes home the heart and solidifies that contract as the biggest steal in the NHL. Let us know your thoughts about Jason Robertson. Do you think he'll snag the uh, heart trophy? Let us know. And now on to our next topic. The modern danger of concussion, or I should say the hidden danger of concussions for Ty Delandria. The Dallas Stars are just over a quarter of the way through the season, and Ty Delandria seems to be the unfortunate victim of multiple missed penalty calls. There's a cause for concern from all the hard hits he has received so far this season. 
there's a possibility that he could have multiple concussions during his career. The discussion about head safety and hockey hits is one that resurfaces often and for good reason. But there is often confusion with conflating legality and safety. Nevertheless, a legal hit can still be dangerous. Delving into brain injury, the rulebook, and safety is something that could span an endless number of articles and will surely be revisited. For the sake of this episode, we will specifically focus in on Delandria this season. In a 2010 uh, study, 17% of reported concussions in the NHL were from illegal hits. 44% of reported concussions were from legal hits. The definition for an illegal hit in the study is where, quote, a penalty was called and or supplemental discipline was imposed. For the purpose of examining hits on him, let's examine two instances where he was hit in a way that was technically legal, but left fans stunned that there was no penalty called. During the November 11th game versus the Sharks, Logan Coacher leveled Delandria. There was no penalty called on Coacher, although his arm flew out at Delandria's face and helped knock off his helmet. In the NHL, players are not allowed to deliberately make hits to the head to lessen the amount of concussions. Fortunately, the way the rule is enforced is murky. Was his contact deliberately at his head, or was the head contact secondary? I would argue this was a missed call. Now, missed calls do happen, but this is not an isolated incident for Delandria. During the November 23rd game against Chicago, Jared Tenorti checks it checks him at an angle from the front with a clear intent to hit without any interest in taking the puck. During the replay of Tenorti's hit against Delandria, he commented, quote, Tenorti's coming over there, gloves down, ignores the puck, and plants Delandria, and this has happened a couple of times to Ty. He then references the aforementioned hit. Delandria is scrappy, hardworking, and has made it clear he's here to stay in the NHL. Hits like these put him and other players in unnecessary, scary situations. Stepping away from a specific situation for a moment, if many so-called legal hits are causing injuries, especially head injuries, then perhaps it's time to evaluate whether the rulebook is protecting players. Remember, this is a league where the commissioner continues to dial a link between hockey and concussions and CTE despite a growing amount of evidence. CTE is thought to be caused by repeated blows to the head and repeated episodes of concussion. Both of these qualifiers are common in hockey. Going back to the idea of legality versus safety, let's say for the sake of argument that both hits were legal. Should they be? Delandria got, in, got hit in ways that had visible impact to his head in the video. To our knowledge, he was not concussed, but that is twice in the span of 12 days that he was hit in a dangerous way with no repercussions against the person hitting him. Not penalizing hits like these helps set a precedent that they are okay to do. The study reference from 2011 showed 44% of concussions were from legal hits. It's fair to say that there was something wrong with the rules dictating legality. There was a study in 2013 which examined whether the rule changes made after 2011 regarding hits to the head would decrease the number of concussions. Disheartingly, the number of concussions increased with statistical significance. Also noteworthy, only 28% of events that caused concussions had a penalty issued. For the sake of player longevity and quality of life, that's a dangerous direction to go in. While 2013 may seem forever ago, it does not feel like much has changed. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. What do you think should be done about concussions in the NHL? 
and the penalties that have been called or not called. And now on to our next topic. Jason Robertson is having one of the franchise's best seasons. This is Jason Robertson's world, and we're lucky to be living in it. Dallas Stars fans are seeing a dominate, dominating scoring touch unseen in this franchise for a long time. He already has 19 goals, and we're only 23 games into the season. His 19 goals lead all the NHL, while his 36 points are second. If he keeps up the current pace, then he will register above 60 goals this season, something this franchise has never seen before. It's also worth noting how almost everyone on the Stars is seeing vast improvement. Robertson is leading the way on a staggering upswing on how the Stars are playing. Robertson is on, is on pace, to, I should say, to set a franchise record in both goals and points. If he keeps up this pace, then he will record above 60 goals and 120 points. It's not just him either. Everyone around him is getting better. Four starter players are averaging over one point per game, including a shocking player, Dino Cicerelli and Brian Bellows lead franchise history with 55 goals. Robertson may pass that if he keeps it up. Projections expected Robertson to have a great season, but one of the other star players is having a shocking start. Stars captain Jamie Benn recorded 26 points in 23 games, a staggering turnaround over the past few seasons. Sure, Robertson is leading the way, but it's the other offensive scorers that are helping out as well. Hintz is also one of the other four players scoring over a point per game. Like we discussed, Rube Hintz signed an eight-year contract extension, so the future of this team is submitted for the long term. The 13, 6, and 4 stars are gearing up for a run at the division title. Players like Ben, Robertson, and Hintz need to continue their dominance, then the stars will be a contender. Robertson will have the best season in franchise history if he keeps up the scoring pace. This Stars team showed off some special prowess in November, especially in the win against the Chicago Blackhawks with that five-goal third period. Let's see how Robertson and the Stars can keep their play going through December. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered in the comments section below. Is there something we missed? Something we got wrong? Something we should have covered? Let us know. And as always, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search The Frozen Biscuit Show. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, If you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. This has been the Frozen Biscuit Show with your host, Larry Lease. Join us next week as we dive into even more Dallas Stars news. Don't forget to find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Frozen Biscuit Show.